Aloha, everyone. It's Dr. Lisa Hartwell. Welcome to Anxiety Ease, the show that reveals a calm mind is an organized mind, and an organized mind is a calm mind. We'll make it fun and inspirational with a bit of learning the neuroscience and the real reason some of us keep pushing on professionally, good or bad, at the expense of leading life with inner peace. Welcome back to another episode of the Anxiety Ease Podcast Show. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Hartwell. And today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into how you can live your personal and professional life, cultivating professional success with more peace and joy and calm through the lens of pillars. I talk about five pillars in my upcoming book, Cultivating Professional Success. It's due out this August. And I'm going to be talking about how we can do you know, grounding work with ourselves, even though anxious overwhelm takes over our life, you know, some days. I talk about five foundational pillars in my upcoming book, which is hope, peace, stillness, joy, and reciprocity. And today I wanted to read you an excerpt I wrote about how reciprocity, the last one, is one of the foundational pillars that we use to anchor ourselves when it comes time to growing from our high-functioning anxiety. That's right. So what, as you know, my concept is that we're using our high-functioning anxiety or any anxiety for that matter for good and helping us grow. This final pillar of reciprocity refers to the practice of exchanging things or services between individuals or groups with mutual benefit or obligation. That's really the definition of it. It's the jumping off point from which we dive into a deeper understanding of high-functioning anxiety and develop a personalized plan for rapid relief when high-functioning anxiety cycles throughout your life. Reciprocity sets forth the notion of an exchange in which each party gives and receives something of similar value with the expectation that the exchange will be reciprocated in the future. Give and take. Reciprocity can be seen in various contexts, such as social relationships, business transactions, and cultural practices. It's really based on the idea of mutual benefit and cooperation and helps to foster trust, cooperation, and a sense of community between individuals or groups. In my first book, Bad Apples, How to Feel Good Even When Rotten Things Happen, I wrote about the reciprocity between ourselves and nature And however, this reciprocal relationship may be rather different in terms of understanding, interpretation, and expectation from the reciprocal relationship between humans. And it's evident everywhere, isn't it? Some would say that as an inanimate entity, nature does not have expectations of us as humans in the same way that humans have expectations of each other. In, you know, Bad Apples, I wrote about this exact premise referencing Michael Pollan, who's the author of Botany of Desire, A Plant's View of the World, which is a fabulous book that my dear friend, um, Dr. Cheryl Scarton, um, referred me to. And really what he talks about that apples didn't grow to make a living for us, nor were they concerned about becoming sweeter so we could actually eat them. They were actually... Uh, domesticated by us humans, and they were not not even palpable. They had to be, uh, you know, cropped and uh, promulgated to, you know, grow so we can even eat them. 
And many people know about Johnny Appleseed as the first known, quote, apple orchard manager (laughs) or entrepreneur, as some would argue. And he was a man who saw this opportunity to bring, you know, boatloads of seeds to America to cross-pollinate these seeds and plant them to grow trees to produce apples so we can actually eat them. But what he started with was apple cider and alcohol. And, you know, it wasn't all that original. But at the same time, when you think about it, then it just set up this reciprocal relationship between nature providing and humans taking. And what was it that humans were giving back? Well, humans helped propagate the apples so they could actually become abundant themselves. Not that apples are concerned with that, however, as much as humans are, but that reciprocity exists. So, you know, I always think about we're in this orchard together. That's the metaphor I always use. There's no categorizing of good or bad people, just like there's no good or bad apples, just some are more useful than others. Remember, even bad apples go back into the soil to to provide nutrients in the soil for the next crop. With us, it's just bad experiences and how our brain is wired to perceive these experiences. And myself, as your proverbial orchard manager, it's my job to notice the good and bad experiences that resulted in neuron pathway wiring, which is hmm, you have somehow paired with bad experiences. So then you always have high-functioning anxiety when something happened that feels similar. But together, reciprocally, we make sense of these experiences through practical you know, exercises that really help us all excavate the core issue and we can finally heal and rewire it. That's really the crux of what I do and help with people. But from an ecological perspective, there are certain natural laws and principles that govern this relationship between humans and the environment. These principles include the interdependence and interconnectedness of all living things, the finite availability of natural resources, and the need for balance and harmony in the ecosystem is paramount. And I would say that in this sense, we could say that nature expects humans to act in a certain way that respects these natural principles. And we all know what happens when this gets out of balance and this reciprocity is not upheld, right? This includes practices such as my friend Cheryl that works on, which is sustainable resource management, reducing pollution and waste and protecting uh, biodiversity, something everyone's um, kind of hot on the table right now. And uh, every, every once in a while, we know that when we talk about ultimately nature might not have conscious expectations of humans in the same way that we do of each other, but the principles and laws that govern this reciprocal relationship between humans and the environment is fundamental to the well-being and sustainability of both humans and the natural world. This biodiversity and the relationship with humans are what makes apples thrive, at least in this context of what I'm using as this metaphor. This also applies to us. Without a reciprocal relationship between humans and apple orchards, we would not have this edible fruit. My book, Coming Up, Cultivating Professional Success, and all of my programs that I've created as a result of my books are a journey of reciprocal relationships. The focus in my book happens to be the reciprocal relationship you have developed with your high-functioning anxiety. 
So I always ask you to embrace the idea that both science and soul have everything to do with how you got here, how your brain is wired, and where you're meant to grow in your life. So that's just a short little excerpt of one of my chapters on reciprocity. And I look forward to sharing that with you this August when it will be published. If you'd like to be put on the waiting list, you just send me over a message or an email. All my information is in the show notes. And I'll get you on that wait list to uh, ship you out a book with the link. And um, I'll be sending signed copies for anybody that wants them. Um, August, pretty excited about that. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little talk about reciprocity. That was a fun chapter to write. And I'll be sharing uh, chapters as we go in the next couple months. Just be reading you some experts from that and uh, get your feedback on it. So for now, you have a reciprocal lovely day. And I will see you on the next episode. We hope. Okay, that's a wrap for this week. The Anxiety Ease podcast is produced by myself and the music is provided by Pixabay. For more episodes or to get in touch anytime, you can visit my website, drlisahartwell.com. And if you do like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. Also, if you want to see where you fall in the continuum of your high-functioning anxiety, head on over to the link that's found in the show notes, heartwellanxietyassessment.com.